Yo. Hello. We are back. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Welcome back to Yosis Racist, the show that is going to get back to your racism questions. We know. Yeah. Last week, we did a really important episode, but it was all strike talk all the time. Yeah, it was it was shit that needed to be said, probably, but turns out we had more more to say than than I realized. Well, this week we're going to make up for it. Um, so first of all, to introduce the show, oh yes, this is Yosis Racist, a podcast where we listen to your voicemails about racism, except for last week where we just talked about the strike. Uh, I'm your host, Tony Newsom. Strike Z. Two, stri- That's two strikes. Two strikes. Newsom. Strike I'm two. a double strike Oreo. Um, <laughs> That's energy. Our producer Kevin Martell. So this week. In a, in a wild overcorrection, we are going to not do any news or topical shit up top, and we are just going to give you those precious, delicious racism voicemails. That's right. Four voice. You know what? And I just realized uh, last week on the show, one thing one thing we did do is tease that we would address Space Italians on Yo Can We Live, and we did it. But we're going to do it next time. Wow, that what a we live happens. What an extended month-long journey these <laughs> Not, people are on. Is possibly, very possibly no longer worth it, but Space Italians continues to make me laugh more than it should, I would argue. Not a, a longer, more thrilling arc hasn't happened since the Freedom Gang got Paige Davis to send them a, ve- that was a voice wild. memo. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, it doesn't matter. But as a longtime Freedom listener... What a satisfying conclusion. What a Wrath of Khan-esque arc <laughs> to <laughs> their show. Um, let's just fucking kick it let's off. Just, we have nothing else to say. That's right. Voicemails. Here's the first one. Hi. I work at a college in the Florida Panhandle, um, also known as Lower Alabama and the Redneck Riviera. And on our college website, we have what I call the illusion of inclusion. If you go, would go to the website... It looks like the majority of our students are minorities, but in reality, it's only like 20% of the student population. And the most recent photo they had on the website is of a young African-American man. His shirt's all stained. His backpack is a little ratty. And they have like this weird 80s uh, glamour shot effect where his smile is like superimposed behind him in like this haze of red which is one of our school colors and he looks like he's halfway to the sunken place i don't understand why our marketing team thought this was a good idea and i'm pretty sure since i live in florida the answer to the question is is this racist because they are it looks like they're portraying this young man in not a real positive light or the best light and also they're trying to show that we have this diversity that we really don't have um just wondering what your thoughts are um some people have already brought up to the marketing department maybe this is not the best representation of the school and asked that the the picture change i don't know so yes is that racist thanks love the show bye why is his t-shirt stained It really is like this this thing where the the complaint is it, it's the like opposite of that old vaudeville gay uh, gag that's like the food at the restaurant's terrible and the portions are so small. It's like the representation's false and why is it so bad? Yeah, like I have so many questions. I have so many questions. <laughs> like, first of all, was this a stock image that they bought 
And why does that image exist of a ratty backpack, stained t-shirt, black kid? <laughs> Se- or was was this a shoot? Did someone shoot this and art direct this? Did someone put a kid in a stained t-shirt? Was this just a picture someone took of a kid that doesn't go there and goes to another school? Was that kid paid? I have so many questions. Yeah. Also, why I'm fully <laughs> sick of places putting black and brown people on their website when they don't have no black and brown people there. That was my issue back when we were at Earwolf, like when we were yelling at all those salespeople at Stitcher and stuff, because you would go log on to the Stitcher website and all the artwork, all the people, like, and it was all stock image. These weren't people we knew. They weren't like hosts because they would prominently put the black and brown hosts up on the wall in the offices, on the website, whatever. But all the stock imagery, at one point I counted because I said in a sales meeting there, I was like, there's more people of color on the website than work for all of Stitcher. Because <laughs> I went on y'all's LinkedIn and looked at it, and that feels crazy. So, yeah, what are you doing? I mean, they're doing well. It though. was bonkers how front <laughs> yeah. and center our uh, faces to the, were. To the best functioning app in podcasting, <laughs> just a smooth ride. Anyway, oh, um, I don't need to dance on the grave of a of a podcast app that launched a lot of people's good shows. Yeah, I will. I will. I'm, yeah <laughs> kevin can dance on that great <sighs> no it, yeah but truly i mean I, I was just this whole voicemail i was like oh man it was so weird making like so little money and having our faces be like right in front of like the like lobby next to conan in the lobby and yeah. i was like i was like we don't, you we haven't earned this yeah. <laughs> Well, and you don't treat us like this, except no. for when it's, it makes it appear that your network isn't, you know, only cares about white people, allegedly. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I need to say there. Um, but like, <laughs> yeah, it is such like a gross thing. I mean, my question, my thought is, would it be, I don't know which is worse. Um, well, I mean, because it's it's a bad situation the fact that they only have like 20% non-white people, I think is what the caller said. And so obviously if you have a website that only that shows a, what your student bodies actually like fewer and fewer people of color will go there. Like that creates its own effect, but it's also not accurate. I don't know. It's just like, so yeah. I guess just disgusting in general. So I don't know which, that, but the reason all of the the solutions feel so shitty is because of the inherent, like the underlying problem is just gets shown in one way or the other, which is right. Is why, that, why are there so few fucking black folks there? Yeah, you haven't made it a, a comfortable or inviting place for people of color to attend. So then, any yeah. way you try to reflect it is going to feel bad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, it, this is another one of those calls where the solution is I don't know. Have you just considered? completely upending society to not be so racist because then the shit wouldn't feel so bad. Yeah, the answer is be built different. <laughs> yeah, from from the beginning of American history, change all of that uh-huh. and shit, this won't feel so gross. Simple. But on, a, but on a small level, I do think if you have any ability to ask whoever runs that website, like, I'm curious who, like that kid in, in particular, I'm sensitive to like the potential this sounds like that kid was exploited in some way. Cause I'm like, if that's a real kid, yeah. was he paid? Who is this? Does he know his image is being used like this? What's the, you know, 
Yeah. I don't know. Ask to see what kind of a fucking release they had his parents sign. And if they're like, oh, we just snapped a picture. You know, you can just ask a bunch of uncomfortable questions that maybe will make someone go, maybe we should take down this picture of this little black right, kid. At the very least, yeah. At the very least. Oh. But, Woof. you know, I mean, I guess anything is possible. Who who knows? I mean, they might have all those things, too. But that doesn't yeah, make maybe the underlying... Yeah, maybe that kid's a local actor, and they paid him something, and he's like, "Fine, I'll put on this shitty T-shirt and I'll <laughs> smile." And he got his six hundred bucks for the day. I don't know, you know. But at least yeah. asking the questions. Yeah, it's like, what the could... fuck is this? Ultimately, yeah. your query is, "The fuck happened here?" What the and you fuck? just want to know. Yeah, which yeah. is a reasonable question, I guess. Um, all right, one this is great. one voicemail down one for one. <laughs> yeah, nailing it. Hi, Andrew, Tommy, Kevin, and whoever else may be on the podcast. This is not really a question. It's just me snitching, I guess, a little bit. Um, I was at an academic conference recently. I work in public health, but I'm relatively new to this. I've only been to a couple of these conferences. But um, the past few years, I've been having more and more sessions on, you know, understanding health disparities, how do we measure things in better ways? How do we just not say, hey, this person is black. What is the association between being black and this clinical outcome that's not really meaningful or actionable a lot of the time? Um, but at the most recent session that we had, they, they, there were a few panelists who put together a really great talk about their experience, both personally and also professionally. And then they had opened up to the Q&A and there were just, a couple of people who, I, I I think the way somebody put it was like, you know, they were just asking the most basic questions to after a really nuanced discussion. Like one lady was just asking, like, how do I deal with my racist fellow school board members? Um, and it was like, that's not the that's not the point here. <laughs> this is an academic conference. This is about like measuring this stuff in meaningful ways in our field and it's not about how you personally handle like the one racist guy in your school board member and then separately somebody else this i i'm jewish i'm I'm white but i some lady went up there and talked about like jewish and racialization it was so bad it was so bad um anyways it was terrible all of us were just like cringing in the audience it went on for way too long and we were all so relieved when these people finished talking all this is just to say that uh, people at academic conferences, you know, you're not smarter than anybody else. <laughs> Still a long way to go, um, even <laughs> in fields where this is supposed to be a focus point. Anyways, uh, have a great day and bye. Mostly I selected this voicemail because, first of all, I just can't help pointing out the clearly wide market for people going up to a microphone and asking whether shit is racist or not. Yeah, clearly. Uh, and maybe an academic clearly. conference is not the place to go, but um, just have us, pay us to yeah. come run your interpersonal racism uh, yeah. seminar, sounds like they need. Uh, sounds like you just need flyers. Hand out flyers with the name of our show on it. Have these people call in. Right. But uh, the other part was like, I was like, oh, right, this is exactly the type of thing that kind of like we use for humor, but mm -hmm. is one of the, 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 the strongest argument against this show is that it pretends that this interpersonal shit is 
somehow has a bearing on the system of racism. And I guess it's not to say that it doesn't, but yeah, it's exactly like this conference was supposed to be about like, you know, different outcomes in a like public health sense. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that they're like, my my school my board uncle member. on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, but it, and it highlights that people just aren't used to having these conversations because they yeah. don't know the where and the when, but they know it's a problem. So they're just like, I guess I gotta talk about it here. <laughs> right, right, right. So if this show does anything good, it is like for those of you who listen to it, hopefully you are a little more comfortable at knowing the whens and the where's to have these types of discussions and how to have them, uh, yeah. which can have systemic change. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Change, and it say. is like, right. The structures are, of course, only made of people. But yeah. Yeah. It is confusing because it's like, you know, most people. The, the racism you can't see is the powerful racism, but it's also mm-hmm. shit that is harder to see unless you think about it. So, but yeah, I don't know. I was just one of those, like, as, as like, the caller was talking, I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is exactly the kind of shit we sort of encourage, probably mm-hmm. wrong, wrongfully, but is... But no, that's because you're rightfully. talented at roasting uh, people for yeah. asking dumb shit. Yeah. Like, I would almost encourage stuff like this to not have Q&As so that it can be more focused on listening and not talking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because then it just becomes like, a, oh, well, now it's my turn. And it's yeah. like, no, I think you really need to just process the nuanced, mm-hmm. interesting conversation that just happened and not use this as an opportunity to be an outlet for you. Right. I guess that's the It reminds me... Yeah, it reminds me of like the, uh, and again, still a new a world I'm new to, but the like, it's sort of an unspoken thing that you don't tell like a bunch of personal anecdotes in a writer's room. <laughs> like you don't take up time just talking about a story that pertains to only you and your life. That's funny. Uh, and when you do get someone a little fresher in there, or like, you know, sometimes they'll, there'll be consultants who come in or whatever, and they're talking to you about like things they're experts in. But then when people do stray into that personal anecdote territory, you just feel everyone kind of like, this isn't the place, really. Go. This isn't super no. useful. Well, right. It does have to be useful. I feel like, at least in the rooms I've worked in, it's mostly like therapy. <laughs> like you're like, yeah. this reminds me of a thing. As long as it's useful, it can be fine. But yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the difference. If it really pertains to what's going on. But like sometimes it's a fine yeah. line. And it's it's not like I have it figured out, but I have noticed that like, you know when it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know when someone's not doing it right. <laughs> Ooh. Well, mm-hmm. let's let's get us all back on track a little bit. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. That was really important. Thank you so much. Okay, so <laughs> the B story. Yeah, he, so he shouldn't have said that. Um, so, yeah, page two. <laughs> okay. Page two. <laughs> We're roundtabling the draft. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I think it is that, like, it's good. It's good that the caller recognized that, that it's, you know, sort of cringy. But it is also just like, yeah, a lot of people just don't. That, that I think, the thing is, like, what allows us to continue to have a show is, like, like it or not. And look, one of the reasons we also do this show is people don't have an outlet for these type of questions. Yeah. And we also would love to not, you know what, they do have an outlet and it tends to be the people of color in their lives. And we would love mm-hmm. to not be those people except uh, in defined spaces and times mm-hmm. when we're on the mm-hmm. podcast. 
another one? Let's let's yeah. voicemail number another three. One. All voicemails. Should That's we take right. a break and come back with another one? Oh, yeah. fine. <laughs> And we're back. Hey, Mr. Producer. Mr. Producer. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> I was laughing yeah, in please. his play. Stop the, stop the voicemail so I can do my bit. Mr. Mr. Producer, did, how many more voicemails we got, sir? We have two, Tawny. Here's the number three of four. Hi, oh, Andrew. I'm happy as a Christmas goose. All right, I'll hit pause one more sorry. time. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Producer, go ahead. Here's attempt three at voicemail three. Hi, Andrew, Tawny, and whoever else is there. Um, I am in a conundrum. I am in this mentorship program for queer adults who mentor queer kids just to, you know, help life suck less. And um, I just got matched up with a cute girl. Uh, She's trans. And um, she's very white. I Facebook stalked her mom. Um, and her mom's a kundalini yoga teacher, which is fine. But the trans girl chose her <laughs> name for herself to be Lakshmi, which is a Hindu goddess, if you're not familiar. And I feel like that is a little problematic, but um, I need help. So please let me know if this is racist. I feel like it is, but um, it's not, like, the most problematic thing. Like, obviously, it's not, like, hurting anyone, like, physically, but, you know, uh, help. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> the, like, physically part of that was my favorite part of it. That, that was wild. <laughs> like... Like the caller kind of was like, well, you know, like in a physical sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, also, I felt the caller like, you, you know, kind of unraveling in their uh, even. They just sound like they're like even like, should I even be bringing this up? This is a trans girl. The 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 privilege and power yeah. imbalance, like the, you know, all that stuff is so tricky that it's like, is this even really? Yeah. a thing to be calling to a podcast about. And I get that. There's a lot of these types of things that are like, what's the what's the overall harm? No, it's not great. Is it your place to bring it up to this person who's probably been through, you know, a yeah. lot to even get to a place where they're choosing a name that affirms their gender? That shit's all really hard. Yeah. I don't know how young the person is. It's not like they're, these are youth, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, this shit's wild. Like... Right. And like, really what I think the problem is, it's just like, what the fuck can you really do? I guess if it feels like you, if it feels like you have this type of relationship, asking questions that are like, you know, that still feel supportive, like, how did you arrive at this name? What does it mean to you? Just to see if there's any opening to tease out, like, because the other thing about people affirming their gender, especially young people, you know, it's common to not settle on a name right away. And it's common to like, search for things that feel right and that can change and be really fluid. So this might not be the, the one that sticks and maybe through some like gentle and yet supportive kind of like interrogation, you can help them see if maybe there's something that fits. Yeah. As far as like productive actual solutions go, it feels like some version of like just trying to help this person understand cultural appropriation 
Because because that ultimately is what's happening is like this person just doesn't understand. She doesn't get why it's problematic. I'm yeah strongly going to guess it's like well, but I actually do have a relationship with Hinduism or even worse, like yoga or whatever. Like however they describe it is what I mean by worse. Um, And like whatever, like obviously those can be legitimate viewpoints that or those can be you know, honestly held viewpoints that Mm -hmm. have debatable levels of legitimacy. Um, But it is also true. It's like not hurting anyone physically right now. But, and again, you got to feel it out and see how your relationship with this person goes. And if this feels allowable and, or, and, and appropriate, you may be able to uh, talk to them about how this is going to make Brown women yeah. look at them like yeah. Daisy women and Desi people are yeah. going to react to them a certain way because of this name. And it may yeah. not be a way they want to be reacted to. So maybe that's yeah. a conversation you can have. Yeah. I think that is just one of those, like, is it like it, it does that? It's like this thing where you're like, especially in this type of situation, like this thing that the white person thinks is honoring or connecting to a culture is honestly the thing that will alienate you the most from it. Yeah, It's like, and like, hopefully maybe the person, the, the mentee is in a place to hear something like that or will be, can be, I don't know, but it is like, yeah, like just so fucking tricky because of the intersection of all the shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, that is hopefully what like mentorship can be about. Like it is just like mm-hmm. helping them learn and grow and be a better person. And this is one way that they're, you know, not the best person right now. And maybe that can, this, this can be, changed mm-hmm. it can help and that this this call and and caller you being sensitive to all these things is the definition of intersectionality and just being aware of how these complex difficult things intersect and how to be sensitive to as many of them as possible so that people can just live affirmed you know peaceful yeah. content lives like that's what yeah. you're really helping them to do yeah and like seeing other perspectives as much as possible we kind of gave a useful-ish answer, even though ultimately it was kind of like, oh, you're gonna have to wait and see and try to try to nudge nudge her in the right direction. Yeah, oh, that's something. Voicemail, if you please. Yeah, number four. Hi, race cars. Um, I just kind of want to drag on my former employer because this has lived in my head for over a decade. Um, I started a new job like over a decade ago. At the first week there, um, a common conversation topic because i was looking for a place to live was hey where are you looking to live um one lady that i never saw again before because just i've met so many people um she just straight out said yeah don't don't move to petersburg because there's a lot of black people there i just kind of stared at her and was like what and she repeated it and i said oh okay and then I went and talked to some of my coworkers who, like, half of them are actually black. I was like, hey, someone told me not to move to Petersburg because it's uh, unsafe. And they're all like, yeah, actually, yes. One of them said, well, actually, it's just a few streets. Most of it is fine. Um, cut to a few years later, I find out that that's actually, there's a home of an HBCU in that town. 
Um, and in the city where a lot of people I worked with did live, was actually nicknamed Colonial Whites, um, Colonial Heights. Uh, so, yeah, I did not enjoy working for this place because that seemed very no. Also, it's a government agency. Thanks. <laughs> Hold Damn. up. You're going to tell me the government is racist? What? Oh. You mean the one that built this country? <laughs> no. The one that uh, just got rid of affirmative action? Yeah, that government? The this, government that's just made government. up of a lot of people? <laughs> yeah, who are clearly fucking... Yeah. I mean, I guess that is ultimately sort of one of the themes of our episode now is like, yeah... Systems and individuals are different, but systems are made up of individuals. Systems be people. <laughs> systems are people, too. Not that way. Not that way. Systems are people the way Soylent Green is people. Yep. Oh, God. That I mean, obviously, that's revolting. I don't know if there's anything you need to say. Other than, I would just throw out, if these are things people actually said, and it, I'm sure they are, like... I, I notice a large amount of coyness in people's snitch uh, voicemails to mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just got to tell you, just say, why would you protect these folks? Mm-hmm. Just, we, we, I feel like we've, um, our audience is getting better at snitching on racists, but you got to really snitch with your full ass chest when you're, when you're, um, you know, make sure you have your facts right. And then just let mm-hmm. people know. In what world would you, you know, why do they deserve anonymity? It's like they 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 said it on the public's dime, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I want to know who they are and what where they work. The the whole like yelling at racist thing, obviously like of limited utility. But like this feels like the work shit is one of the few times it's of can be of more than like a greater utility. So I just encourage everyone to just do it. Hell yeah. That's my advice. Snitch louder, snitch stronger. Start snitching. Start snitching. Union snitch strong. Um, we're recording this a little bit in the past of when it comes out. How are we feeling? How do we imagine we're feeling? Uh, Strike-wise? On the strike, on the picket lines. I hope neither of our unions have settled for some shitty deal. I think that's so <laughs> unlikely, but just, just yeah, to say it out point. loud, I hope no one has caved. I hope all of the solidarity and all the strength that we have seen back here in the past is still going on in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, Speaking of, if you enjoyed our strike coverage, I don't know. We're just creating us blabbing about it. Strike thoughts. Strike thoughts. Strike talk. Uh, If you enjoyed that uh, in the suboptimal bundle coming up, we're going to be doing some strike picket line diaries, some real loose just uh, yeah. chats from the from the lines. You can hear from other people other than us about what they're feeling, what kind of footwear they're wearing, what what their signs say. Just give you a real uh, peek peek at the picket line. Um, Tony's Tony's already got me to change change my footwear once. Yeah, this strike. Mm-hmm. It might have to happen again. We'll see. We'll see. People, oh, I can't wait. People have been saying good and bad things about hokas, so yeah. let us know, cuz. All right. Um, you can, oh, but you can find the, those strike diaries. I think that's what they'll be called. They'll be called something obvious in the suboptimal bundle, which is our premium site. That's suboptimalpods.com, which is right now the only thing that Andrew or I are allowed to do. (laughs) 
is True. these podcasts. We are not allowed to work per our union's strike orders on anything else that we do for a living. And I never learned to do any other skills. So this is the only jobs we have. <laughs> and uh, if you like us and want to support us, that's the way yeah. to do it. We know things are tough. We really appreciate your support. And also thanks for the voicemails. You know, more yeah. snitching, but otherwise interesting ones this week. And holdover from last week 323-389-7223 that's 323-389-RACE yeah send them in um yeah little little voicemail box grab bag grab grab voice box okay grab, grab your voice box peace this is suboptimal